0: This is the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G. Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Cool Meanderings with Dr. Germ G. Podcast. If this is your first time listening, I am Dr. Germ G. Uh, an aspiring writer, former professor, uh, college advisor, traveler. I've done a lot of stuff. But I basically meandered in a lot of interesting places. And that was the reason why, one of the reasons why I came up with the title Cool Meanderings, because not only have, have I personally done a lot of different things, but I'm into a lot of different topics, like education, culture, lifestyle, entertainment, sports. And in this episode, I decided to... Uh, just give some some thoughts on Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I just saw this film today, and uh, man, it was one of the most compelling movies I've watched in a long time. I mean, from start to finish, it was a deeply moving story of life, loss, love, suffering, perseverance, forgiveness, bitterness, war peace, healing. I mean, this movie, this movie had it all. The music was incredible, as was the sound and cinematography. It just felt like an epic film, like something you would watch, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas. I mean, it just, man, I mean, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, saved its best for last in terms of phase four. It saved its best for the end of phase four. I mean I I I went into I went into this film looking for reasons to dislike it and uh I couldn't find any. I mean it was uh I was just mesmerized with everything in this film. I felt I felt every emotion. I experienced every emotion. Somehow though I managed not to cry. Admittedly, you know, I was sitting next to another guy and, you know, I think at one point I you sort of made a really big gulp because my eyes were getting watery, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't let the tears flow, but man, I mean, oh, ooh, heavy emotions, heavy emotions for sure. I mean, even, even as I talk about it now, I just, I just feel it, man. Um, Letitia Wright's performance in the film is, was, is haunting, you know, she's, uh, she plays, uh, Princess Shuri. You know, Shuri's journey of grief and maturation, it, it really anchored the film. It was terrifyingly fascinating how she went from being sweet and demure to vengeful, powerful to vulnerable and broken and just, I mean, wow. I mean, she was so many different phases throughout the film and, you know, I think director Ryan Coogler, what he did to transform her character through this film was just astounding. I mean, Wright made me feel like I was on this journey of grief, discovery, healing, and growth with her throughout the film. I felt I could feel it. I, I still feel it. I know a lot of reviews highlight Angela Bassett's performance, and it was. Her performance, Bass's performance was masterful. I understand why some people are suggesting that she could be nominated for an Oscar for best Act, you know, supporting actress. But Wright's performance, my gosh, wow, wow. I mean, it really stirred my insides. I mean, it will be with me for a while. I mean, look, I, I, I you know, everyone has a different take. I was shaken, shaken by you know, Wright's performance throughout the film. Just, you know, there's a line that um, M'Baku, Winston Duke's character, M'Baku, there's a line that he says to Shuri, Princess Shuri in the film. And it was so, I mean, it was so spot on, you know, about her growth, about where she was based on what she had experienced. I mean, man, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I mean, look, it delivered Team Wakanda delivered across the board. Uh, Umbaku was, I mean, he had a big brother father-like presence in the film. I thought it was fantastic. Denai Gurida's, uh, Akoyi, She also had a compelling story arc in the film, which was a pleasant surprise. The Dora Milaje is no joke. The Dora Milaje is no joke wow. Hey, yo, they are no joke. I mean, wow. Yeah, they were absolutely fearless. And Lupita Nyong'o's Nakia, I mean, wow, the way they inserted her into the story, man, it was right. It felt right. It was easy to follow. Man, I even enjoyed... Everett K. Ross's appearances in the, in the movie. In fact, I thought some of his scenes were huge. I mean, not just for the film, but for you know the future of the MCU. I mean, almost every scene that he was in, my mouth was just like, like, oh my god, there was so many Easter eggs. Like, I, look, he, Martin Freeman who plays Everett K. Ross, he killed it. But you know, I don't want to spoil too much of the, much of the film. I don't want to spoil it. But um, he had some, he had some real, he had some significant scenes in the movie. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk about Ruby Williams, uh, played by Dominique Thorne. Honestly, I thought this would be where I would probably have an issue with the film. I did not. I you know, I didn't think this would be a, a, a good aspect of the film, especially given how important her character was supposedly to the story, I just, I wasn't sure about it, but man, wow. I had to tell you, I'm, I left the film having a little bit of a crush on, on Riri Williams. I mean, she was, wow. She was great. She was great. I didn't expect her character to be so likable. I get it now. I understand now. Now I understand why they made her a key character. Not just in this movie, but for the future of the MCU. I totally get it now. And I can't wait for her her Disney Plus show. Uh, As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be shocked if she shows up in Armor Wars, maybe even Captain America 4, or even Thunderbolts. I mean, she's that central of a character. And man, Thorne killed it. I mean, she she was really good. She was really good in the film. I mean her scenes with uh with Wright, Letitia Wright, I mean they were they were great. I mean they they had a really good chemistry. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I thought she really killed it. I you know um it was it was a pleasant surprise. I was just pleasantly surprised, that's all I can say. I just, you know, I mean the idea of, you know, Ironheart as a concept. I was like, I don't know, man, but it worked. It worked. It so worked. And the way they did it, oh, it was awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, let's get to the antagonist in the film. Tinoqueta as (laughs) Namor. Namor. Let me tell you. To me, this is the best villain, anti-hero antagonist that the MCU has produced thus far. Now, I know that you know Thanos was, you know, obviously, you know, super impactful. I mean, very, you know, I mean, a consequential character in the MCU. No doubt. There's no doubt. All right. And as well as Loki, you know, two a lesser extent, but yeah, me look. But man, this guy—he really straddles the line there between straight-up villain and you know, someone that has a conscience, you know. And he's—I mean, oh man, it's just—they just did it so well. They just did it so well. And uh, you know, his presence. In this film, the story arc was just excellent. His chemistry with with Wright and Bassett was A-level. I mean, they really brought it. The dialogue was phenomenal. The storytelling, his history, his arch. It was just his powers, his abilities, you know. Oh, man. I was just... Man, it was just so great to see him fighting, leading his people. Uh, Taloken, to lo- to which to loken, which is you know the the film's version of Atlantis, which I like. I like that they took that. I I really have a deeper, have a very strong appreciation for how they took, you know, the aspects of. Aztec culture and made that an emphasis in this film um, as its own kind of Atlantis type play. I mean, it was just, oh, it was great. It was great. I mean, and it's just some of the little things that they picked up in terms of, you know, the way that they communicated you know, non-verbally, is just, oh, it's just, yeah, yeah. I really... They, this was really clever, really well done. Um, and look, their story has just begun. Namor's story and Talokan uh, and those characters, uh, Namora, Atuma, I mean, it, it's just begun. I mean, look, I hope they locked Huerta down for a decade. I mean, they, 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 need, to, they need to have him locked down in a contract for at least a decade. We need a, at least a decade of, of Namor, seriously. He's got to be in, a, in one of these indefinite contracts. I mean, there's just so, so much story to tell. The movie barely scratches the surface. And we got a lot of Namor in this film. There's a lot of Namor in this film, a lot. But there's just, there's just so much so much story to tell. Um, and I saw so many future story angles. I mean, he could absolutely have a standalone movie and he should, um, but without a doubt must be heard from in other projects. Um, and you know, whatever they decide to do with Wakanda going forward, but I mean, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Defenders, Doctor Strange, X-Men. I mean, there's just the whole I mean, there's just endless, endless uh, ways to bring back Namor. I mean, he has to. Even the Thunderbolts. I mean, it's just... Yeah. I mean, look. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, there are just... There are so many avenues that Marvel can take with Huerta's character. Um... I'm excited to see what they do. Look, this movie, to me, it was not only the best of Phase 4. To me, it was easily the best of Phase 4. But I also have it in my top five of MCU films. In fact, it's in my top three. I um, I actually liked it a little more than the first Black Panther movie. Just a little. I mean, I want to see it again. It's It's a little long. You know, it's long. But it didn't feel too long. Like, I never got bored, you know? Like, I I felt like, you know, it was a long movie. You know, I had other things I needed to do, but, like, it it ended at a good time. And, um, and look, Wakanda is truly forever. So, there's so much story, so much more that they can tell. Um, Man, this movie, it had so much connective tissue to both the past and future of the MCU. I mean, I was seeing Easter eggs throughout the movie. It was unbelievable. I just, I was just like, oh my God. Oh, wow. 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 I, man, not to mention, you know, this is on top of, you know, dealing with range of emotions and which I thought would, you know, get tiresome at some point, but it didn't. I mean, it was just the way it was done was just, wow. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's not just a great MCU film. It's a great film. It's a great story. Like, I don't understand the complaints, but Hey, to each its own, you know, some folks, you know, they have an issue with the, uh, I guess, about a, a perceived overemphasis on female characters. You know, this, uh, you know, MCU nonsense. Like I, I don't get it. I, I, Hey, you know, whatever that is. I mean, I, 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 I kind of understand the the fear, but it's missed place, especially in this story. You know, though, there's some, there's some, there's some, you know, shows or or scenes in some films where okay, you know, it might feel a little forced, but not in this movie. No, no, it felt right. I mean, it. You know, I listen. I went into the film looking for reasons to dislike it, and I just came away smitten. I mean, I I'm in deep like. With this film, I mean, I, I I haven't felt this way about a film in a long time. You know, it's just, um, yeah, it's easily in my top three all time MCU movies. I mean, I, I honestly, it's probably one of the, you know, yeah, I I have to see it again, but, um, yeah, it 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 really was a. Really great story. Um, the way the movie remembers Chadwick Boseman was very respectful and tasteful. Uh, the story deals with the impact of his loss. In, I felt it in, in a very artful way. Um, just incredible writing, lots of drama. I just, I just wanted more, and I, and I think we're going to get it. I, I think, I think this is the bridge to. What will be a mind-blowing Phase Five? Like you know, man, you know, I, I think I think between you know the Secret Invasion series that's coming, and you know, even Ant-Man, Quantum Mania, the stakes in that one seem unreal. And then I think people are sleeping on the Marvels movie because you know they just they just have an issue with. Brie Larson and and uh, maybe um, uh, Ms. Marvel to a lesser extent, but it's just which is ridiculous. But I think I think I think we're sleeping on that film. There's there's a I mean there's just a obscene amount of power in the Marvels, and I, you know and the way that that movie will connect to other parts of the MCU. So. And then, of course, you know we're getting Daredevil. Oh my God! And the fact that they've titled, you know, named it, you know, "Born Again." I mean, look, wow! You know, first of all, and, then, and look, this is this is about Wakanda forever. But I mean, but the the relevance is that I think we are really going into a, a phase of the MCU where, you know, we're going to get more of these, you know projects that are emotionally riveting i mean where we're gonna get more drama and suspense and you know and this, this isn't to say that you know the humor is um you know unwanted i think i think you know having some humor in the films is a good thing and, and there were some in this movie i mean there were a few times we laughed I was, oh yeah there were i would say at least five to ten times that you know the audience was laughing in the movie i mean but it, you know, it's a, it's a side note. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a complementary aspect of the film. It's not, it's, it doesn't overtake the film. And, uh, and some look for some projects that works, you know, like, you know, the guardians of the galaxy. I thought, you know, I think, I think for that, for those projects and the team, the cast, the cast that they put together, that works, that formula works. You know, I thought for Thor, it really worked with Ragnarok. Less so with um, Love and Thunder. And I think part of it is just, I think had they picked a different villain, you know, and a different actor to play the villain, maybe, maybe it could have worked, you know. I think they just, you know, I think they just overreached. And look, it happens. I mean, it wasn't, you know, like, God, it wasn't, you know, got awful film, but it, you know, it wasn't their best, but man, you know, but watching this and thinking about just the MCU and phase four, you know, I, I have a greater appreciation for the diverse content that was given to us in phase four. I think it's, it's great that the MCU can offer so many different types of stories and characters and perspectives that are somehow threaded to this treasure trove of a cinematic universe that, uh, that it, I think is about to go through some major changes with, you know, this multiverse story arc. And so, listen, this film, Wakanda Forever, it's, a, it's an action-packed melodrama. And in that respect, it it, it truly is a work of art and, and it's, it's, it's just a special project within the MCU, you know, a masterful project that, you know, to me, I don't, I don't, I almost don't even think of it as an MCU film. I just think of it as a really good film. It's just a really good film. And I hope people go see it and go see it multiple times. You know, it it really is one of those films. yeah, yeah. Well done, well done. Marvel, MCU. Kevin Feige, Ryan Coogler, Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett. All, all of them. You know, Tanookueta. Every. I mean, it's just, man, just superb, superb. And again, I went into it with looking for reasons to dislike it, and I, 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 I can't find a reason to dislike it. It was just so good of a movie, um, and you know it, it it was just that good of a movie it, it really was and i think given where we are with phase 4 it was so refreshing it was it was refreshing to have this project at this point in phase 4 so i'm excited i'm excited to see what you know the, the i know there's a christmas special that that's coming up a holiday special yeah, that should be cool. I saw the trailer for that. I'm excited for that. And then, yeah, let's go. Let's go Phase Five. Let's do it. Um, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yeah, we're gonna get that Guardians three movie, um, in uh, in May. And so maybe somehow the holiday special ties into that. I don't know, but yeah, I am hyped. I'm hyped for what what Marvel is doing and man, this movie was right on time. Well, Hey, I hope you, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. If you did see it, you know, I'd love to hear what you thought about the film. Uh, You can, you know, Hey, send me your thoughts or comment where there's an opportunity to comment, depending on how you're listening to this. And, um, yeah, please like, uh, share and subscribe, uh, this episode. And, um, You can check out more episodes at coolmeanderings.com. You can drop me a line at drgermg at coolmeanderings.com. You can also find me on YouTube. Uh, My handle is at drgermg. Yeah. So that's my my new YouTube handle. So, yeah. Um, And I'm on Twitter. Still on Twitter. I know there's been lots of crazy stuff happening with Twitter, but... I haven't shut down my account. I'm still at the uh Germ DR. Uh so yeah. Oh, and I'm on Instagram as well. Dr. Germ D R J E R M. Yeah, this was uh yeah, again, this this was a this was a wonderful project. So um I look forward to you know hearing your your thoughts on the film and yeah and your thoughts on the MCU going forward, whether you loved it or hated it, hey, let me know. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. This is the Cool Meanderings Podcast with Dr. Jermji.